Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Hello again, Intelligentsia. John Jeffers here on the Jeffers Brief. Welcome, welcome for another episode. Thursday night, I will be on the Von Wehunt Show. You might want to tune in there. I believe his show can be found on Blog Talk Radio. But we do carry his episodes here on Contra Radio Network. So many things to talk about. Well, the first things I want to talk about to you today is we've heard about Biden's gas tax holiday. My friends, the truth of the matter is the gas tax has nothing to do with it. If you get regular gasoline, the unleaded stuff, you'll save maybe 16 cents a gallon. If you do diesel, it'll be about 24 cents a gallon. That's not a solution. We are dealing with an administration who wishes only to follow their strict ideology, their failed policies, instead of just coming up and admitting that their policies have failed and fixing it. They, they're going to double down as if that's some kind of... Uh, solution. It's not. It's not a solution. It's going to make it twice as bad. So enough of that. Now, as you all were, and I've told many, many times, many times. Oh, by the way, before I forget, the more I hear about the Uvalde school shooting, Many of you might know, I'm a retired deputy. I discussed this when this incident happened. I don't know how this guy, this chief of police, manages to keep his job. What bothers me more is that the city council is running cover for him. Look, you're going to get sued for this, as well you should. As a matter of fact, you should just, the city of Valdi, the school district, they need to start writing checks now. Just write the checks and be done with it. I don't know. Every time I hear about the more I hear, the more aggravated I get listening to it. I've told you, my department, our policy is we don't wait. If you wait, people are dying. Period. When it comes to an active shooter, you cannot wait. And this gets worse and worse. The more the city and the school district in Uvalde try to protect that useless individual that they call a chief, the worse it gets. You know, the old saying, you know, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. And we're seeing a cover-up trying to delay the inevitable. It's going to happen. When you hear, when you, you know, the Texas Tribune doing some good work, transcript, chief of police gets on the radio. When he's on, no, no, I'm sorry, he didn't have one. Gets on his phone, he's got that with him. 
to call for someone to bring him his radio and his rifle. Are you fucking kidding me? You got an active shooter situation and you don't grab your radio? You don't grab a rifle? What the hell, man? No, no, no. No, no, no. Everything about this incident is a failure. And bear in mind, my friends, the command structure of the school district police in Uvalde also need to be fired. They have failed not just the school district, they failed the children, they failed the parents, they failed everywhere. And there's no excuse for it. Especially since they had training in March for active shooter. Every time I hear about it, I get more aggravated because I know that I know that I know what the proper procedures are. And waiting is not on that list. gets me crazy it gets me crazy so I would like to thank uh, what's his name Aaron Dondo thank you for tarnishing the badge more by your in, in your inept leadership your incompetence on a active shooter call you don't have to wait I, I, I just get absolutely crazy about it. <sighs> All right, let's get to it here, people. What is your plan to make it through the worst global food crisis in any of our lifetimes? Do you have one? You're going to need one. I've been screaming about this for weeks. Weeks. If you have not acted, tick-tock, my friends, time is running out. When the moment of truth has arrived, the time for preparation is over. Those are words to live by. Michael, at the economic collapse, thank you. Thank you. We are being warned well ahead of time that this is coming. That imbecile brainstem in the Oval Office, Joe Biden, has publicly admitted that the coming food shortages are going to be real. And the head of the UN World Food Program is now telling us we could soon see hell on earth because the lack of food will be so severe. Food prices are already escalating dramatically all over the globe, and food riots have already erupted in Sri Lanka and elsewhere. But most people in the Western world are treating this crisis as if it's no big deal. Many seem to assume that our leaders have everything under control and that things will work out just fine somehow. The reason you don't hear governments talking about it is because they know what will happen. There will be food riots. There will be. And the truth is this. Everything is not going to be okay. 
So far this year, the number of hungry people around the globe has risen to more than 800 million. Actually, 811 million people are experiencing hunger. And levels of food insecurity have doubled from 2019, increasing from 135 million to 276 million. Of this total, around 48.9 million people are facing acute or emergency levels of food insecurity that require humanitarian intervention. Boys and girls, preppers of all ages, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Much worse is ahead, and David Beasley is openly warning that hell on earth is coming. You're saying, well, who's David Beasley? He's the director of the UN World Food Program. And there will be hell on earth due to the global economic impacts of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. David Beasley has said that the war has been devastating in conjunction with other various factors. Even before the Ukraine crisis, we were facing an unprecedented global food crisis because of COVID and fuel price increases. Then we thought it couldn't get any worse, but this war has been devastating. According to Beasley, we will soon see frightening shortages of food, and those shortages could potentially spark civil unrest in literally dozens of different nations. You know, last week I told you, here in the United States, we live in this anomaly of a peaceful world. Most of the planet is engaged in armed conflict somewhere on something. Now, speaking in Ethiopia's capital, Addis Ababa, on Thursday, David Beasley, who's the director of the World Food Program, said the world faced frightening shortages that could destabilize countries that depend on wheat exports from Ukraine and Russia. But most Americans are not paying much attention to this rapidly growing crisis because they don't think it will really impact them personally. Oh, I'm sorry, you have a contract for life that says that won't impact you? Well, I would like the same contract as well. Let's make it fair, right? For the vast majority of us, a lack of food is something we have never had to be concerned about before. During normal times, we could always go to the grocery store, fill up our carts with mountains of super cheap food whenever we wanted. Things have changed. Food production in the U.S. is going to be way below expectations this year. And the head of the National Black Farmers Association claims that we will soon see a lot of empty shelves and a lot more high food prices. My friends, you're going to hear from him. Now, three weeks ago, John Boyd Jr., the president of the National Black Farmers Association, said, we are in a crisis right now as far as the food chain goes with the farmer in this country. We're going to see a lot of empty sh shelves and a lot more higher food prices. In his 40-year career as a farmer, Boyd said he never imagined he'd be paying $5.63 for a gallon of diesel fuel, $900 a ton for fertilizer, and all-time high prices for soybean seeds. All the prices he mentioned are at record highs, which are pressuring the farmer's margins. Of course, we are already seeing widespread shortages of certain products around the country. 
Oh my, oh my. What are the liberal elites in Hollywood going to do without their precious salads? Now, for example, Fox Business is reporting the serious shortage. Guys, ladies, it's true. A serious shortage of tampons. A spokesman for Tampax, which is owned by P&G, that's Procter & Gamble, told Fox Business in a statement that this is a temporary situation and the Tampax team is producing tampons 24-7 to meet the increased demand for all our products. Well, they could save a lot of money, or a lot of the Tampax, for those that need it. For example, if you're a liberal male voter, you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to buy or use any Tampax. You don't need it. Just let your balls drop. Meanwhile, here we are again. The ongoing baby formula shortage just keeps getting worse. Now, parents aren't getting much of a break as the out-of-stock rate for baby formula rose to 73% nationwide for the week ending May 29th. According to the most recent data by retail data firm Data Assembly, it's a significant increase from earlier in the month when national out-of-stock baby formula stood at 45% on top of everything else. We are now facing a shortage of hot sauce <coughs> in April. Hugh Fawn Foods Incorporated, the nation's leading sriracha sauce manufacturer, sent a letter to customers about an impending shortage, which would directly impact retailers and restaurants. Unfortunately, we can confirm that there is an unprecedented shortage of our products. Uh, Hoi Fawn Foods told Fox News Digital in an email. These shortages are just a very small preview of what is approaching, guys. I've been warning for a while now. Conditions are going to deteriorate quite a bit more in the months ahead. So what is your plan to make it through the worst global food crisis in our lifetimes? Had you been stocking up? Have you? If not, why not? Don't come knocking on my door. No, no, no. And if you think stocking up on beans and rice is gonna is a good plan, you'll get tired of that meal after about three or four days. You know what? We're well. No, I'm not going to do that. If you wait any longer. Well, let's put it this way. Look at this way. Here. If your car has a breakdown, you can pay for it now to get it repaired or pay for it later. It's going to be cheaper now to repair it than later. Same thing with your grocery bill. It's got, it's got to be cheaper now than it will be tomorrow, next week, next month. The important part here is you need to have a plan. I'm going to give you a quick list. No, 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 I, no. Hold on, I got a better idea. I'm going to post a list of 50 basic items that maybe you should have on hand. It's not complete. It's not exhaustive, but it might help you cover many of the essentials. 
You follow? Yes? No? All right. I'm going to post it on, let me think. Let's do how soon I can get it posted on the CRN website. And I'm going to put it on Podbean under articles. Yeah, we got articles there. That's on the right side. Just click on them. Now, where is it? Where, where, where's my... Ah, here's a video of John Boyd, National Black Farmers Association president. My friends, it is coming and there is no, and there is nothing we can do to stop it. So listen to this. When you say there's going to be food shortages, are we talking about things like what we see from Venezuela or from Cuba or from Russia, where if you go to the grocery store, is it that they're out of Honey Nut Cheerios or are they out of all cereal? Well, uh, most people don't know. Corn, for instance, is in corn flakes and corn syrup, uh, soybeans are in all sorts of uh, products uh, uh, that wind up in your local grocery stores. Uh, so when you don't have enough corn, when you don't have enough wheat, when you don't have enough soybeans, those things, those uh, major items that we need to, to make all, all of these other uh, products are not going to be in your local grocery stores uh, like we've been used to. Uh, for so long, we've had and enjoyed, uh, you know, lots of food in this country. So we've never, ever faced a food shortage. And I think that that's coming in the coming months. Uh, uh, the Biden administration that I've been urging uh, uh, to take more swift action uh, still hasn't taken the action that's, I believe, that's needed. Uh. That's right. You know why? Because they don't know what to do. They have no answers. High inflation and uncertainty in markets are causing problems for farmers and truckers. Just last week, semi-trucks on the East Coast were sitting on the side of the road. Why? Because they couldn't refuel any diesel fuel because there was none to be had. So there. And Joe Biden, he blames everything on Putin. I don't have any responsibilities. I don't know. I don't know. It's Putin's fault. Everything is Putin's fault. Well, Putin certainly is responsible for quite a bit of crap. This ain't it. May the Lord help us. Biden told the world to expect real food shortages in Europe and the United States. This might this might be one of the when you look back in history, this might be one of the few points when Biden is actually lucid and has this moment of clarity where he's telling you what's going to happen. But most governments aren't even going to say anything about it. They don't want to talk about it because they know what's going to happen. Oh, now look, we had the Great Depression. We had rationing during World War II. And the 1970s weren't all that great. But what we're looking for here, and we're talking about, it's not just that there won't be any food to be had. 
It'll also be the inability to afford them. Oh, I, I, I wish I... If you have a garden, you should have it planted by now. It's still not too late. Hell, we'll run out peanut butter. Baby formula. What else? It's coming, guys, and there ain't no stopping it. Now, the cost of food has risen nearly 12%. That's the largest increase since 1979. That's according to Axios. It is a crap load coming down the pipe, my friends. One thing you need to understand, especially for any liberals that happen to wander across my show, you need to understand something. You may not need a doctor or a lawyer today, but every day in this country, you do need a farmer, and you need a lot of them. Now, Legislative Affairs Specialist for the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, Kyle Kotzmoyer, described the current situation for local farms as teetering on the edge, according to the morning call. Kotzmeyer noted that food may not be as available because of soaring fuel prices. One, if they can't afford to put it in the ground, or two, if they can't afford to take it out. And fuel in Pennsylvania is roughly 75% more expensive than a year ago. You need, if you haven't stocked up, you need to do something. Now, this I caught and I want to share it with you. They're saying inflation is about 8.6%. Maybe 8.9. That is a lie. You see, DC has developed a system to lie to you about inflation. And the real inflation rate is much, much higher. And they, they're giving you this 8.6% number. It's to make you feel better, to help disguise the truth, because it's really bad. Now, for more than a year, inflation has been on an upward trend, the likes of which America has not seen in more than 75 years. But the brainstem and his Democratic Party are consistently lying to you. They have developed a series of stories, narratives, and buzzwords to make those lies more palpable. Here, listen to this. Here's two minutes of the Democrats lying about inflation. Listen, I'm not making this up. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about it. This great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. <laughs> Transitory. And the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's on highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about 
inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower price. You know why they're blaming on COVID? It's the Democrats who shut down the economy. It was not Trump. It was COVID. Did you say that when uh, the HNN one, bird flu? How about Zinka? Idiots. Prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. Ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. That last clip was from the Correspondence Dinner. Yeah, it's just real fucking funny. Idiots. So over the past few decades, Washington as a whole, not just Biden, has been consistently changing how inflation is tracked and reported. Because it appears the economy is better than it truly happens to be. <coughs> now, annualized inflation just peaked at 17% for the first time since World War II the highest rate in 75 years. Inflation is correctly defined as an expansion of the nation's money supply. However, during the 20th century, the federal government began a series of steps to expand the money supply to facilitate more expensive federal spending. Those steps included removing the gold standard, removing the gold peg, suppressing interest rates, printing money directly into the treasury, pandemic stimulus checks, and more. To cover for the careless handling of the nation's money supply, the Fed changed its definition of inflation from an expansion of the money supply to a rise in the price of goods and services. Now, the Bureau of Labor Statistics originally created the Consumer Price Index to measure how the nation was keeping up with the consistent standard of living. However, in 1980, the Fed altered its calculation for the CPI to no longer measure a constant basket of goods, but instead utilized a hedonistic strategic group of goods to measure inflation. The Fed further utilized theory to offset real-world numbers. For example, if a new car produced by the Ford Motor Company in 1986 theoretically cost $11,250, but the improved model in 1987 offered 10% better gas mileage at a price 5% higher, the CPI would reflect a reduction in the cost of new automobiles in 1987. So the resulting report would reflect a 5% drop in new car pricing without accounting for the 5% increase in consumer costs. And they have continued to, to adjust these practices for decades. Thankfully, some sources continue to track and report the actual numbers based on a consistent basket of goods 
representing the Americans' usual standard of living. One such source is Shadow Stats. It's a service that tracks the actual numbers and utilizes the Fed's original calculators and standards for measuring the economics of the United States. I want you to sit down. If you have an inhaler, you're going to need it. Please take your blood pressure meds now because I'm going to give you what the actual what the actual number is for inflation and you're not going to like it this this is was posted in Ju on June 11th so we're 11 days past so you know it's going to be higher the latest available data, which does not include the May CPI report as this writing, shows that inflationary rates using the Fed's old standard sits at about double what the government has told you. At 16.46%. That's the real inflation rate. So it's only logical to assume that once the team at Shadow Stats includes the May report, that number is going to surpass 17%. According to records, the inflation peak during the Carter administration reached a maximum of 14.5%, according to the Fed's original accounting methods. Those methods are still being employed during President Carter's term. Now, most Americans, that's you and I, folks, have directly felt and understood this impact at the grocery store, the gas station, any consumer goods market. All you have to do is compare today's pricing to one year ago and you will see the actual inflation rate in the United States. For example, one pound uncooked long grain rice. In May of 2021, it was 80 cents. In May of 2022, it's 90 cents. Oh, actually, if you really could get crazy with it, it's 0 0.801. So 8.80 cents. Yeah. Now it's at 0 0.909. Almost 10 cents. That's an increase of 13.5%. One pound of bacon in May 2021 cost 6.35. May of 2022, $7.36, increase of 16%. A dozen eggs, grade A. May of 2021, $1.63. May of 2022, $2.86, increase of 76.2%. A gallon of whole milk in May of 2021, $3.50. May of 2022, $4.20, increase of 20.2%. One pound of coffee, ground roast. May of 2021, $4.57. May of 2022, $5.84. Increase of 27.8%. One pound of protein. May of 2021, $2.85. May of 
$5.97. That's an increase of 111.4%. Electricity per kilowatt hour. May of 2021, 14 cents. May of 2022, $1.54. Increase of 10%. The median home sales price in March of 2020, $272,929. In March of 2022, $373,734. That's an increase of 26%. If you examine only those numbers that I just gave you, you will get an average year-over-year -year increase of about 37.6%. There is no end in sight to the soaring rate of inflation in the U.S. Should Biden issue another stimulus package or the Fed continues to suppress interest rates, the nation will feel an even more oppressive sense of inflation. And sadly, the poorest of the American citizens feel this inflationary pain the most. Giving given just those items and the percentage increase there is no way inflation is at 8.6 percent it just isn't it's got to be closer to 17 percent or more has to be remember what they say Figures don't lie, and liars always figure. There you go. Now, do you think America's elite, especially the political elite, do you think they care? It's not like they're paying for their gas. They're not paying for their groceries. No, 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 you are. That's how out of touch they are. I'm going to tell you to you one more time. Get to the dollar store. I just went there and cleaned out the family dollar store in Fox Lake, Illinois. I took every can of green beans right off the shelf. Guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go in there with whatever money I have and I'm going to grab more canned foods. You need to do the same. You need to do the same. I wish I had something better to talk about, but I don't. My goal when I started Contra Radio Network was to help people prepare, be preppers, to take the dirty negative connotation of the word survivalist or prepper. Turn it around and say, wait a minute, this is a good thing, not a bad thing. Little did I know, eight years later, I'm going to be doing a show again on Contra Radio Network where I'm telling you, TikTok, it's coming. And this started back in 2019. Be a, you can find a show there when I said, look, Food's going to be going up. We lost a lot of farmland because of the weather phenomenon. Wiped out well, well over a million acres of farmland and crops. I warned you then. And here I am, three years later, talking to you about it, saying, it's coming. 
Wait. Wait. You Sri Lanka's having food riots. The next to have food riots, my friend, will be probably a few more than a few places on the African continent. And nobody's coming to the rescue because nobody has anything to send and nobody's going to send. Governments will not send it. They won't. They will not. And it is true, America only imports about 15 to 20 percent of its total food intake. That's true. But it doesn't mean the United States is going to you know, send our food supply elsewhere. I mean, it's bad. Well, who knows? This administration, who knows? This admin, this administration is nothing but failure after failure after failure. It's getting to the point we don't even pay attention anymore. That's how much of losers they are. They'd have you believe they're the smartest people in the room. The American people aren't buying it. They just aren't. How out of touch are these people? Pretty pretty much a lot. They're televising January 6 hearings. Americans don't care about that. What they care about is being able to put gas in the car so I can go to freaking work. You got to get $15 an hour. Good luck on that, pal. You might get it, but it ain't going to go as far as you think. Guys, this is a cluster shitstorm coming. All right. I'm preaching to the choir. I know that. All right. Unless something really, really happens that's really, you know, I will talk to you next week. Get to the dollar store. Go in there. I don't care. Look. You'll see the expiration dates on the cans. Don't get crazy about it. Most of it's still good. Don't worry about it. Grab it by the case and then store it away because we're all going to be needing it. All right, I'm John Jeffers here on the Contra Radio Network on the Jeffers Brief. Thanks for listening. Have an American day.